enjoy the show. She's like a second cousin of her aunt's friend of Wonder Woman. Somebody else is getting a check. And we're going to check out this next story. That's uh, probably, I don't know, Wally versus Thanos. I do have a bunch of cocaine and hookers in the bathroom. Nobody tell anyone. Um, No king shaming. Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do with the podcast. We're going to go live with the podcast. We're going to go live. Yay. Are we? Yes, we're live. We're not going to rate it, and we're going to do it live. And might I add, this is... The 160th Purge Angers and Wall Hangers Media Network presentation of a podcast in general, let alone the Triforce podcast, which is over 65 podcasts and counting. And we have the Lugnuts podcast, which is coming up on 50. And uh, let's play with your pajangers. A whole bunch of great stuff going around. But this podcast. Is all about geek culture and nerdy news, and I am the one that'll, that'll give it to you. I am one Matthew Bugrel, the Madman. To my left is Christopher Bristow, the old man, and in the Pedranger box right up there is Katerina Thermoscara. Say it with me. Wonderful woman! <laughs> we gave her a new nickname, and it just fits. You know, we got this whole counter perjanger Justice League going on here, so why not? Matt, man, old man, you're obviously the cyborg or immortal that is slowly losing his mind. And Cat is wonderful woman from Thermos Cat. By yes, Dave. She's like a second cousin of her aunt's friend of Wonder Woman. In comic continuity, so it means not, they're not related at all. I am your uncle's former sister. Brothers, cousins, yes. college roommates. What does that make us? Absolutely, absolutely nothing absolutely at all. Nothing. But one thing that is not absolutely nothing at all is the all omniscious presence that is Big Brother, the producer of the podcast. And uh, we want you to go over here to pjandwh.com where you're going to find all of our great podcasts like Podcast 159, Lug Nuts, Lando Ferrari, Swan, Mega Yacht. And that Mega Yacht was seriously fucking impressive. It was amazing. And the Lando Ferrari, the Ferrari pretty much had like a Cloud City kind of interior to it, which was it was amazing. It was awesome. And that's why you need to check out that podcast. Just like last week's Triforce podcast, Windu Windows Motherfucker. <laughs> so uh, we want I'm you to contact us. I started that trend of podcast names. I am so happy for that. Well, it's not like it caught on yet, but it will. Um, but we want you to contact us, and of course, we start off this podcast the same way every single week, which is tonight. Disney push, push, pushes them back, way back. Orphan She-Hulk, James Gunn Got Bored, Legend of Holland, Decoding Ragnarok, and more on tonight's Triforce podcast. And we start off with the first story, which is Attack on Titan. And their final season, let's get a good look right here and go full screen on the OBS. 
so we can get a good look at this visual. But Attack on Titan final season gets a premiere day. Uh, Funimation confirmed it will start streaming the anime on December 7th and revealed a new visual here to where everybody just looks a little bit more dark and broody. You know, you have all the main characters. Um, but this new season, if you're following the story, is really clutch because it's been there's always been an over you know an underlying mystery okay. on top of these massive titans which just pick up humans like snackables and chomp down on them and meanwhile the snackables are scarred for life good luck eating snackables now wouldn't they be gushers <laughs> i didn't want to go for the visual reference of gushers not particularly but you could put it like that they squish, or like maybe. on uh, Jimmy Neutron, thing nuts and chew. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, Funimation and Crunchyroll announced that on on Tuesday that they will stream the anime with English subtitles. Funimation will be the one additionally to be streaming the English dub. Uh, Yuchiro Hayashi of Dorohidoro and Gara the Animation and Kakaguri is directing the anime at MAPPA. So a lot of pe- this is a change in studios, but it's the final season. You got a really good director behind that because Dorohidoro is one of those adult anime titles. You don't want your kids watching it. It's not fucking Naruto. But it is such a great story. Just the same thing with Gara the animation. The whole Gara series is great if you want to watch it. It's again, not really something you want to watch with an eight year old. No. But Attack on Titan, it's right along that lines that he's been in. That's correct. Um, But one thing that is, well, not appropriate for eight-year-olds, but is appropriate for us is the next story, which is the Game of Thrones showrunners finally explain Lady Stoneheart a mission. So if you don't know, spoiler alert, it's her. Um, Catelyn Stark. (coughs) Yeah, Catelyn Stark. Uh, According to Benoff and Weiss, uh, the first reason for not adding them in there is plot details. Coming up in one of George R.R. Martin's future books for A Song of Fire and Ice. So, Lady, Lady Stoneheart was great because I personally appreciated how they didn't add Lady Stoneheart in there. And when I read the books, he was always ahead of me in the books and he was just like, oh, just let me know once you get to this part. Because I already knew something big was coming and then you find out about Lady Stoneheart and you're like, what? But the second reason I kind of I agree with why they omitted her. Okay. Okay. She was a great character in the books. She's obviously still prominent in the books because she has a thread in the books that have yet to come out yet. Okay. But the second reason was a little bit more straightforward and practical. Benoff and Weiss knew that Jon Snow's resurrection was on the horizon, so they opted to minimize, uh, minimize rather, the uh, number of characters who would be coming back from the dead. They figured that if too many characters came back, it would dampen the shock when Jon Snow came back and season six after dying in five which they've obviously never watched supernatural all right but this is you gotta understand 
it's the filter, right? You're taking the characters of the book and you're putting it in like a funnel, trying to cram it into one series, right? So you're already narrowing the amount of death in the book. So having her and Jon Snow revived, that's just like, all right, it's like, you know, one in a million. Hey, it just happened to happen. But in the show, that would be like, fuck are you doing? <laughs> you know? They didn't do a lot of stuff right, but I do have to give it to them. That was a good it was the a good thing. Play. The one thing that Game of Thrones did right is that when you died in the series, you that's it, you were done. There was no And that's what really drew that pivotal moment of John coming back because everybody else was just fucked. You're sniffing daisies. <laughs> And it wasn't until after his resurrection that he became the, the the legend that he was. Yeah. And that added to the hero mythos of him, which made the whole end of the show just completely disappointing. You know? So, it's like watching a porn without a money shot. But the final yeah. reasons um, the showrunner duo had not included <laughs> the Lady Stoneheart was simple. Uh, simply By like fedora over here. The <laughs> simply that uh, Caitlin Stark's death was just too good the first time around. For Game of Thrones, the series, the Red Wedding might be its most iconic and important moment. And Benoff and Weiss felt that uh, it could lessen the wedding's emotional impact if one of the characters returned, no matter how badly sacred it is. So another There's a lot of stepping points from that moment because that, that, that allowed Ari to get her revenge as well. So, and we got people to admit into the Zoom. And they also say that um, it is, it was uh, Lady Stoneheart role would have been a waste on uh, Michelle Fairley. Uh, what up, Kelly? Hello. So, we, perfect person. I was actually hoping you were going to be a part of this story because uh, the Game of Thrones boys, uh, Benoff and Weiss, they announced that they the reason why they omitted the Lady Stoneheart character from the show. And the first reason was that it is tied into one of the future books with Martin. The second one was that they knew that Jon Snow was... His resurrection was on the horizon, so they didn't want to overdo the people coming back. And that the final reason was that they didn't think that it was justified to bring Caitlin Stark back after the Red Wedding when that was done so perfectly and it was so iconic and the showrunner also said that Caitlin's last moment was so fantastic and Michelle is such a great actress to bring her back as a zombie who doesn't speak feels like diminishing returns I agree with the third part Exactly. I mean, I get why they didn't do that. Are you, like, a little bit sad that you didn't see, like, you know, Lady Stoneheart in the series? No, because I think that the fact that they killed her off like that, it just goes along with the the Game of Thrones narrative. Like, it's meant to piss you off. Like, that's what it was. Like, no, you're not going to bring her back. Just like you weren't going to bring Ned Stark back. No one thought Ned Stark was going to die as quickly as he did. And you never saw him again, so why would you bring Caitlyn Stark? No, you did. You saw him again. His head was on a pike. (laughs) (laughs) 
but but what I'm saying is like that. I lost weight. So <laughs> A lot of weight. The red wedding was done so well. Yeah. It was like no, you weren't changing anything of that. Like that's. Mm-hmm. But I have a question for the group now that Game of Thrones is over. Do you think the wed, the red wed wedding? The red wedding. The red wedding. Do you think the ending that we got diminishes wedding. the value of the wedding? I know what? what you said. I know what you said. No. Uh, he's asking if the red wedding we got diminished the red wedding from the books as opposed to, are, like, kind of like, are no, you no, happy like with the, the one that we got? The ending that we got for the series, do you think that actually gives value to the wedding now? Like, all I of mean, that for nothing. Like, yeah, her children. Well, that's the argument to Lost as well. You know what I mean? Lost was always a. It had a shitty ending, and the actual you know show was so great. It just left so many loose threads. Game of Thrones also had a, lo- a lot of loose threads, but that was also because one, the source material wasn't done. Yeah, they did a lot in the en- latter end in the dark, just kind of like I don't know. What do you think we should do next? You got two guys who, they may have been fans of the books, but they're like, I'm not George R. Hang on, shut the lights off. What the fuck I'm doing? You know, like, I kind of see that. So I don't blame them entirely, but I I do appreciate that they omitted this from the suit. I I wholeheartedly blame them. It's all their fault. I blame them. I think that you can definitely tell that. Blame the player, not the game. The stuff that came on the show were from, from the books themselves. And. The fact that he hasn't finished the books, and so they kind of had to make up their own show ending, shows that even he had no idea how the yeah. show was, how he's going to end these books, which is why these books still don't exist. Yeah, I mean, he said that the um, ending of the books is going to be completely different, but he did like or slash appreciate the show. Well, well. <laughs> <laughs> what else is he going to say? <laughs> I really liked the check. I loved yeah. the check. The check yeah. was great. Yeah. That was the best part. Being yeah. paid. I tell you what, somebody else That's is getting a check. And we're going to check out this oh. next story. Oh! I, um, I the boys. That That's yeah. a nice <laughs> the boys. That was a that nice was a check nice into segment. the boards. Uh, the boys' spinoff series is in development at Amazon. Scroll on down. We're just going for the words. But according to Variety, the new series will be Ch-ch-ch- written and showrun by Craig Rosenberg and in, uh, is reportedly set in Vought International College, inclusive for young adult superheroes. The trade describes the show as the college show meets the Hunger Games. So I I restarted watching the first episode just for shiggles, and Lynn was um. I'm sorry. Can we get that on a T-shirt, please, Kelly? Shiggles, <laughs> just for shiggles, just for shiggles, just for shiggles. Yeah, we're gonna need that on the T-shirt stat. <laughs> just for shiggles. Just for shiggles. You're struggling today. You're struggling today. Are you all right? No, I'm, I'm Tarker Shacks today. It's <laughs> so, um, anyway, so I I started the first episode again, yeah. and my wife was what uh, was uh, eating ice cream, and that A train through. Oh God! Happened <laughs> and like that whole 
<laughs> the whole part of like her being obliterated and you're seeing yeah. the rib cage and the blood yeah. and, and the intestines and did you so, look at her and say I looked over and she's just a <laughs> you missed an opportunity for comedic moments because that's when you look over and say that would have been you <laughs> she's like why are you having me watch this I'm like hey you asked me what I put on I put on the boys just watching the boys. Just watching the boys. Just watching the boys. The boys are back so, down. As but. you guys know, I'm kind of super dad tonight because of uh, the life's away. And I mm-hmm. take the dog and then I have my baby. This is what happens when daddy watches the baby. <laughs> <laughs> She's safe. She got some toys in there. Oh, I'm not sure. You legitimately just put yourself on blast. <laughs> William Pace says, Hi, Kat. <laughs> Hi, William Pace. So, uh, oh, she's not locked in there. See, she's just hanging out. It's like a it's like a secret clubhouse. Every single parent has a video right. or photo of their kids sleeping in the dog pen. She did it. I have one of my old roommate, Bob, being in a, in a dog pen. So, there you go. But this show is supposed to... The one we're talking about, the boys spinoff, that is. Not, you know, Charlie in a cage. Although, we could make that a show. Um, <laughs> I told you I'm not doing it. It's like next podcast. It's going to be like... It's going to be like Blue Mountain State meets Hunger Games with the same heart, satire, and raunchiness of the flagship series. They know for, for that Charlie in the Cage, we got to have Morgan Freeman narrating. Okay. That'll be expensive. That, uh, that will be expensive. Okay, that'll so be coming out of your Freeman impersonator in narrating. Yeah, no, that'll be coming out of your pocket. But uh, they note it will be an irreverent. R-rated series that explores the lives of hormonal competitive soups as they put their physical, sexual, and moral boundaries to test, competing for the best contracts in the best cities. The Boys has been renewed for a third season. Amazon claims that the show's second season has the most watched uh, global launch of any Amazon original series ever. And the audience for the series has grown by 89% since the first launch. And I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. The show's amazing. You were looking at it and you were like, oh, superheroes. And then you were like, the first episode really set you up with that A-Train series. That's This is not the show for your wife apparently <laughs> you know what she wasn't she didn't even make it to the rape scene <laughs> all right after the rape scene it, it gets that I really it set you up for failure on that no, one there. I was like, it gets better. It, <laughs> the rape scene, it gets better. I'm like, no, the rape no, scene doesn't, doesn't get better. The better. show really gets better. Um, I don't think you're allowed to say that. So, well, you know, we we did, but. <laughs> I really think that a spin-off series with a bunch of superheroes in college that could be really He's good. Been flagged for that word, saying it so many times. Yeah, but a superhero boys esque universe in a college setting. There's a lot of messed up shit that you could get into there. I would love a video game on that. That would be so awesome right now. Going back to you know. Um, Freedom uh, Force and City of yeah. Heroes and City yeah. of Villains. And, and just really giving it the boys' treatment, that would be fantastic. That would be great. We may have a different superhero treatment by the end of this podcast, but the next story uh-huh. is not that 
uh, it's not that good. It's not that good. But Disney pushes him back, pushes him back, way back. Uh, Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternals, and many more films are delayed. Scroll down, that's the list that we want right there. Um, but Black Widow's new date is May 7th, 2021, almost a, a year after its original May 1st, 2020. Excuse me, 2020 release date. So I I read up early on this story. I know that the this is the first time since 2009 that the MCU has not had a featured film in a year, and it caused a global pandemic to make that happen. Correct. So you're thinking that that's the real cause? Yeah, I'm gonna blame COVID. I think that's a fair assumption there. That's it's not like Kevin Feige was holding on to ideas on how to make sure. this happen, and he was just like, you know what? Nah, another time. I don't know if Kat's frozen or not. No, she just no, has no, a I'm grumpy face. I'm reading the dates. The dates no, don't make sense. really still. Well, some of them are TV shows, not yeah. movie. No, but Eternals is now moved to November 5th, 2021, and Shang-Chi is moved to July 9th, 2021. So essentially, but you, you have... But you see that The Empty Man has been moved from December 4th to October 23rd, so it's been moved up? Uh, or yeah. Or is that a typo? No, that, that may, they moved that up. Uh, so the Empty Man's moved up as opposed to Death in the Nile. That is moved back to December 18th of this year. Uh, Eternals, that's back to November of next year. Shang-Chi coming up before Eternals, which I wonder why they put that after. They should have just bumped that up in between Black Widow and Eternals. But anyway, um, Untitled Disney film has been rescheduled, previously removed, but now it's July 9th, 2021. That's uh, probably, I don't know, Wally versus Thanos. No. That would be awesome. Can I get that? I want to see Can it. someone get on that? Um, Wally is too good. He would actually decimate Thanos. That's the ah. point of the movie. I'm glad you picked it up. You know, Wally versus Thanos. Hire me, Disney. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> but Deepwater pushed back uh, August uh, 13th, 2021. Untitled 20th Century film. I'm Wally. Uh, now... August 13th, 2021. West Side Story. That's the Steven Spielberg version of West Side Story. That's now pushed back to December 10th of 2021. So, uh, The King has been, that's also February 12th, 2021. So, they have a good bit of pushbacks, but I think it's just because they don't know how to handle the theater market. A lot more theaters are opening. Um, they're getting more capacity in places that have been open. Restaurants in Pennsylvania are now up to, like, what, 50% capacity? So. Not yet. Or will be. Will be. They're fighting for it. But they'll just passed. Stuff is trying to get back to normal. So I think 2021 is a realistic date. Um, in, in you know in the past we've talked about the delays and everything but it was very uncertain but with these if you're pushing stuff to 2021 I think that's enough time that if we take the last half of the, the last bit of the year we have seriously we can get everything back to normal so we can finally watch fucking Black Widow <laughs> god damn it I just want to watch the fucking movie I will kill every single speck of COVID. Just let me watch the goddamn Black Widow movie. I'd like you to do that too. Yes. Another thing that I kind of like is the next story. Uh, Tatiana Maslany will play She-Hulk in the Disney Plus series. Uh, So... (laughs) 
No, that's the next story. You're giving them a teaser. So... No, I'm not. You didn't see that. <laughs> you didn't see that. There was no mistake. You didn't see it. That is our She-Hulk. Uh, the Orphan Black Star will be our Jennifer Walters. Days after the announcement, the studio got Cat Corio of Dead to Me, Shameless, and It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia uh, to direct the pilot and the several episodes in the series. They also grabbed Rick and Morty writer Jessica Gao to be in the uh, the lead in the writer's room. Okay. So, you got a lot of talent there. She-Hulk-wise, um, are we going Mark Ruffalo CGI on this? Because um, you know She-Hulk as good as I. I mean, she looks kind of, you know, tiny girly man for the role, <laughs> to quote Arnold. <laughs> I think Rosario Dawson would have been a little bit more, you know, guns blazing, but love Rosario. Um, but still, I think, well, let's see how the series goes. You got a lot of talent. I would have it. to see her body of work to determine if she's going yeah. to be a good show. Orphan Black was a very big BBC series that a lot of people really uh, loved and followed. Oh, is that who she is? Yeah. She's oh, the one yeah, she's from the commercials in between she's Doctor the Who. Forty-seven. I, I watched yeah. that for a while. And we were watching. Any, if you watched the Capaldi Doctor Who series yeah. live on BBC when it was happening, you probably saw a commercial for Orphan Black. That was her. Orphan okay. Black was great. She was like twenty-seven different people. Yeah. All di- it was really. Good. Yeah, she was like multiple different people through this whole time. What was that on? story? Orphan Black. Orphan yeah. Black. But no, it was, it was still really good. It was also on Hulu for a little while. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was on Hulu, but that was just BBC. Like, yeah, we fishing it over here, fishing it over there. <laughs> where are we going? Oh, where at Amazon? We fired the big right. thing. We need something to make money. What can work? Yeah, and now they're at HBO. I think she's a great actress, but I do agree. Like when you think of She-Hulk, especially since she's She-Hulk all the time, it's not like mm-hmm. a Banner Hulk situation. Yeah, um, I was expecting them to go with somebody a little bit more. But I think they are in general just are scared of using women that are jacked up that way unless they're for smaller parts. Yeah. And the character Jennifer Walters, for those of you who don't know, uh, is a lawyer who, after injured, received an emergency blood transfusion from her cousin, Bruce Banner, and uh, acquired milder versions of his Hulk condition. So Hulk is like uh, fiery, and she's mild. You know, there's still medium and hot in there. And uh, okay. I'm sorry, that's salsa. That's salsa. I was thinking. <laughs> I was like, where is he going with that? I had I'm just on. worried. Like, how was he going to tie in chili yeah. con queso? Yes. Tacos, tacos, mm, tacos. How could I tie in tacos? Well, Francisco, that's a nice name. I'll tell you who may be making tacos. That's the next story with Wanda. See, he planned Wanda this. Maximoff maybe ta- a, making was, tacos from the looks of this trailer we got from WandaVision. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, WandaVision gave us a trailer and is set to debut this year. A uh, recent trailer dropped during the 72nd Emmy Awards uh, Saturday night, while the specific release date was not mentioned and there we go. Um, in the trailer, it just looks very classic 1950s, like they were teasing. However, if you know the House of M story arc, 
it just screams House of M. And in the House of M story arc, essentially you see how powerful the Scarlet Witch really is. Because she can rewrite reality. That's her power. She is that powerful. She can just rewrite reality. And that's the House of M. There you go. You got a. You can bring back any character you want. For Hence, Vision, because right here we see she says she's like, "Oh my God, am I dead?" <laughs> no. Why would you say that? She says because you are. <laughs> God, that timed up so perfectly. But this is why it's very much House of M tied in. It's just so Ooh, good, crazy. man. In the I House of M, throwback the Avengers kind of team up. And they have to convince Wanda that she needs to put the universe back the way it's supposed to be. And, like, everything in that comic line was affected because of her. So I really appreciate them, you know, taking this route with Scarlet Witch for, like, a first on TV outing. You know, it's a really rich story. We get Paul Bettany back as Vision. We show her power as the ultimate badass in Marvel, which she is. She's the most powerful person in Marvel. Let her speak. (laughs) What was that, Kat? Wonderful woman. No, I was just saying that uh, doing it as a series is really the only way that they could have done it justice. Yeah. I mean, better than, like, if you got, like, two, three movies, that would have been forgotten. This yeah. allows it a lot more story breathing room. It gives them time to tell the story the right way. Let them ruminate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what's happening right now. <laughs> he refuses to say let it breathe. Yes. Because that's an ongoing thing that I've always said in the past. And now I don't even say it. Yeah. Because he eludes and dances around it now. Yeah. You've broken him. Plenty of times. Yeah. So now this is my way. I will not say that phrase. But one thing I will say is that rumors may be swirling around a certain cruise. Tom Cruise, that is. Hey, the only actor I know. It's because I don't care. (laughs) Rumors suggest that Tom Cruise... That is really bad Photoshop. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> but rumors are suggesting uh-uh. that Tom Cruise could play Iron Man uh-uh. in uh-uh. Uh-uh. Doctor Strange uh-uh. into the Multiverse of Madness. Cat, uh-uh. you're already shaking uh-uh. your head. Uh-uh. You haven't even well, no, let me explain. I feel explain. about Iron Man and I'm still against this. <laughs> I know. I And you're... Your reaction is going to be what a lot of Marvel fans' reactions are going to be. Like, no, don't you fucking do it. But! What did I say in the chat? Blocked. (laughs) (laughs) The rumors suggested by insider Daniel Reitman, who reported Marvel is interested in getting some alternative universe versions of their fan-favorite Marvel characters for Doctor Strange. If this was in the the 90s, I would allow it. But no, he can't. So, which is indeed, it could include Tom Cruise as Iron Man. I like him as Iron Man. Why are you two a stick in the mud? She could Val Kilmer as well. We're He's got throat him. cancer. He can't fight that. He can't do that. 
Yeah. We'll just uh, paste his head like that. We'll get Pedro Pascal to do the voiceover. Oh, sure. <laughs> Be like, that's it. That, that's what we'll do. You can't have Bob uh, Kilmer do it. He's doing it with, like, you know, one of those voice boxes. But I like the idea of getting different famous actors in as those roles for Doctor Strange because you're going in like getting Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. You can't just have Tobey Maguire. You can't just, you know, they don't have Michael Keaton to draw back from. He's just Vulture in this universe. They don't have that DC multiverse of films to draw back on in this. So they have to go out of the box and who do the fans want to see? If there's anybody to replace Robert Downey Jr., even for five seconds on screen, uh-uh. I would approve of Rob, of Tom Cruise. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No, he's he's uh-uh. too slap happy. Now I can't do. He's it. as all American <laughs> as UFOs and an apple pie. Okay, he's, he's UFOs, all right. He's the the <laughs> but I well, how old I mean, is Robert Downey Jr. supposed to be? Because Tom Cruise is like what in his late fifties already. Yeah, he's like fifty-five. Alternate he's universe. That's how you solve he's that. In his mid to late fifties. Alternate mm-hmm. universe. So different parallel timeline at a different point. Boom. Why not um, anybody else? Anybody else at all? And <laughs> why not uh, insert your friend here? I don't if you're going to do, if you're going to do a young, uh, a, a young Tony Stark like Garrett Hedlund would actually be a good pick for that. Yeah. Um, you want like bizarre shit? You don't want to do a multiverse. You One of the like scars, guard. Denzel Washington. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I want Denzel Washington. I would accept Denzel as Iron Denzel Man. Washington as Iron Man. Or David Washington. You know what you do? No. No. You get Denzel to play Black Panther. No. Because that would be a nod, man. Because Chadwick Boseman wouldn't be anybody Even without Denzel, Denzel Washington. wouldn't accept that. He I would know. want to I want him to dream, damn it! We're dreaming! But one th- person who is definitely dreaming is the next story. We already mentioned him. You knew him. You probably used to love him. But Pedro Pascal is out as a Mandalorian and only in for voice acting. Rumors have been swirling around the internet as to what has actually really happened. However, According to uh, future ruler of Earth, uh, Doomcock <laughs> from the Overlord that DVD is, YouTube is channel. YouTube name. Doom yes. Cock. Yes. Uh, this guy has up. come through with a boatload of Star Wars and different nerdy reveals before they were actually announced. That's why I add him in here, but Mr. Doomcock, if I would, uh, says that Pascal wanted to be seen more in the series without his helmet. Mr. DMC. That he wouldn't... I didn't like that one time. That was too much for me, and... People were saying that he was going to like Lucasfilm or Kathleen Kennedy, and that's what they were claiming. But Pascal actually mentioned it to George Lucas on set that he had hope that George Lucas could change the minds of D- John Favreau and Dave Filoni because Pascal knew how much they respected Lucas. So when Favreau and Filoni didn't change their mind, Pascal became upset, showed up late on set, causing friction on set, etc. Doomcock also says that Pascal 
gal was jealous of all the attention Gina Carraro's character and Baby Yoda were receiving. This is when the Mandalorian creators told Pascal to leave the set, which is said to be around the halfway mark of filming season two, and why Mandalorian shifts focus over to other characters. So this is apparently, uh, it didn't work, and at uh, at that point, the problems began, uh, Doomcock says. Pascal allegedly became very difficult to work with. He would pull off his helmet in the middle of scenes without warning. That right there is exactly why you should not be working in Hollywood anymore besides on a voice acting level. If you're going to act like a child like that, because you signed up for a character who has a helmet! (laughs) That's it! (laughs) Actually, I'm a storm. It's like getting mad at playing me for wearing a hat! You signed up yeah, for this. That so guy would we be can a get dick. mad at you for wearing the hat. That's why I wear the hat. But Chris, <laughs> I, I think Matt is being possessed by Sam Kinison. Maybe. <laughs> Spare to Sam Kinison is alive and he's welcome. I do have a bunch of cocaine and hookers in the bathroom. Nobody tell anyone. <laughs> um, hey, no, no king shaming. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly. That's like our number two. Movie. So, so here's. <laughs> I want to give Pedro the benefit of the doubt because a lot of this study, can, stuff that gets gets baby. reported on can be hearsay. So, hang on, let me finish. Go what ahead, I have finish. To say. Lucas said, so. they gave me a billion dollars." <laughs> so he started showing up late, and you have to do it right. You have to be in the Jabba. Place. Hang on. Yeah, uh, there we go. Taking his helmet off in mid scenes without warning. He started getting his lines wrong, showing up for work late. His attitude stars in co- uh, started causing a lot of friction on the set, so bad that at one point he was told to leave the set. Uh, this apparently is the source of the rumor that he walked off set, and it seems that he didn't quit so much as he was told to get the fuck out. He could he could claim a drug problem. That's how he could fix this. Now, I actually have a horrible drug problem. Yes, why I'm consuming mass quantities of catnip. Yes, um, you I can definitely go the drug route. Go crazy. You can you go the drug route. Something other than catnip. Yeah, you could maybe something else, but still, I mean, rawhide chew. You weren't fired though. They just told you to get the fuck out. That's different than being fired. That's I don't want to see. Unemployment, you're saying? He I just don't understand why you would jeopardize a cash cow of being the Mandalorian. Because you're a pompous asshole. So, not you. I'm sense. talking about Pedro Pascal. I don't think yeah. you're a pompous asshole. I accept it either way, there, sir. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lord Doomcock reveals my initial source said that the situation was resolved and they could con- neither confirm nor deny that Pedro Pascal will return for the, uh, the season three of The Mandalorian. While my new source claims that the situation is resolved, all right, Pascal will not be returning to the set of Mandalorian. From season three onward, he will be recording lines for The Mandalorian only. He will no longer be appearing in camera and he will not have to sit in that uncomfortable suit. So that may have been his end game. After that first season, he was like, fuck this suit. Whether he likes it or not. Couldn't they just made it? Honestly, I wouldn't put on the suit unless it was a scene without the helmet. Because otherwise... 
they don't know who's who anyway. They had like three or four guys playing Mando the first season alone. Like, you you didn't need him at all. Like, I would want to be there just to see everything get filmed anyway, because that would be interesting to me. But if I wouldn't have to suit up, why would I? I mean, they could have just gotten like Ron Perlman or Nolan North to be the voice for the Mandalorian and then just had a whole bunch of stunt (laughs) actors as Mando. I really like Ron Perlman's voice for the Mandalorian. I think that's a good one. War never changes. That's a good voice. <laughs> Do Troy Baker. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, we just got we got to see how this one continues. But where one continues, an extra one, life needed, another one ends. And one thing that is ending is Supergirl is to end after the sixth season. Kat, have you uh, have you been a fan of the Supergirl series? I watched a couple um, seasons. I didn't hate it. I've watched it. I, I've watched. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty. I'm cut off. Blah. I finally watched all the Crisis episodes and am fully caught up with all of the CWDC shows. It was at uh, Crisis to where I really started believing. Like maybe I should catch up on Supergirl. And, like, maybe I should watch Batwoman. Like, I watched a good bit of Batwoman, and I'm still going to go through that. But those that crossover event was perfect. And Yeah, it really was. But <sighs> Supergirl, not in a good place right now. Because CW and uh, the producers, Warner Brothers TV and Berlanti Productions, made an announcement today ahead of production uh, start date for Season 6 between the delays and Supergirl's downward ratings trajectory. That's not a good word. <sighs> well, Supergirl and Flash are like the lighter versions, and then you had Arrow, yeah. which was like, su- like super dark. Black Lightning's definitely and on the darker tone, story-wise. To what where they try to do with like that, they go like more serious. To where Flash and Supergirl yeah. are a lot more light-hearted and more like true to the comic villains and stuff like that. To where I'm even worried about Flash. I stopped paying attention to Flash. I mean, I still tune in for the crossovers in the beginning of the season. I'll catch up afterwards, but it's not something I'm directly. I would be surprised following. if they all started. You know, they've yeah. had a good run, but you, you know. It's hard to keep doing the same thing over and over. Yeah. Even though you have so many villains, so many, it's it's pretty much the same plot. Now, do you think that there, this Every is season. HBO Max? Like, DC's just like, you know what, let that fire, you know, go out, and let's just rekindle everything over here. I wouldn't be surprised um, if it just died but then showed up on HBO Max because yeah. Batwoman's already on HBO. Oh, it's fantastic, it too. not Netflix at all. You know, I couldn't and find that shit anywhere on the internet. And then it just showed up on HBO Max. And Do you know what I want, God. though? I want the whole DC Universe on the CW chronologically fleshed out Yeah, on HBO Max. Because then I would watch it. Because then it would just be... I don't have to jump to this show, this show, this show, that show. That you know. Oh, just, you just want to go to a timeline and, and say, just, "All right, um, let oh, me sorry. start on Arrow, and then whenever sorever Flash the very, picks up, very, and this." The very yep. First yep. Story is. That's what I had to do to catch up on the last season. Is I looked up what order, which I should I didn't yeah. have to because literally the episodes are hour one, hour two, hour three. <laughs> um, but it showed yeah. me, but. 
I actually looked it up, and once I saw it, I'm like, oh, it's, it's in the freaking episode title. But I watched, like, the first eight episodes of The Flash, and then the first eight episodes of, and I think it was Supergirl, and then Flash, and then Batwoman, and then, you know, however the order was. Yeah. Then I watched Crisis in order, and then I finished watching each of the seasons. Now, had it been something where I could just go, okay, start me at the beginning of all the CWDC shows from the first episode, and then where everything kind of pulls in, that would be great. It, it would be awesome, fantastic. and and it would it would give the fans an easy way to consume the material or in a continuity standpoint. Or even just have the crisis episodes, to, like as like a little mini thing that you can watch. Yeah, because you really don't have to watch. They spanned it into five episodes. But I think it could have been more, honestly, because that whole story well, could have been a season. Quick. Yeah, they wrapped it up pretty quick. It was only. Yeah. Five or six episodes. Yeah, it was like five or six episodes, and it's like, oh man, this is getting good. And they're like, ha ha, we found it. And show. I'm like, yeah, it, they wrapped up real quick. <laughs> ba -ba 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 -ba. Bye, folks. And that was it. And <laughs> like, all right, but Supergirl season six is set to premiere on the CW in 2021, as well as a lot of things. And even though the production has not yet begun, the final season will have 20 episodes, and it is the second Arrowverse show to die. So five seasons on CW, one on Superman and Lois. Yes, yes, and that's why I don't feel really horrible about this one going because we're getting another Superman show. That I feel like as good as and as much as I enjoyed Supergirl, what I've watched, I really wanted to see Superman. You know, they have their Superman, which is you know tiny girly man kind of compared to other supermen like Henry Cavill the man's a fucking yeah. mountain you know or even Brandon Ruth in the cross yes! when you saw him next to Superman and you're like and then you got this arrow for Superman like hi guys <laughs> <laughs> you're looking pretty flashpoint Superman to me bub like ugh, were you kept in a cave yeah. well I kind of feel bad if they're getting rid of Supergirl because now they're bringing a Superman show. Like, I, I think that's kind of messed up. No, I think it was the ratings that did but, Supergirl in. Because, yeah, but but let's she, be honest, she, she didn't have time, the attention in the comics that Superman did. And even Superman, as a show, people are finding it very hard to put into live-action standards because... You see, Superman is this all-powerful being, and that's not entertainment. What, are you going to keep taking its powers away from him every episode? No. I mean, it's there's a struggle there. Yeah. To where as a comic, yes, you can keep adding elements that keep hindering him, and yeah. it's a comic. You suspend disbelief more, but in a live-action show, you get that repetition of, like, Lois and Clark and, you know, the other... Superman who killed himself. Uh, the black and white Superman. Um, he was before Christopher Reeves. There was a Superman TV show. Oh, he yeah, used to yeah, jump yeah. up and grab a, like, a, a bar, and that's how he would fly away. That was the TV magic. He would just, ha ha! But, a little bit of you know, history there. But, either way, six seasons is a decent run for any TV show. So Right, we were talking about Supergirl. I agree. Um, and it I is hope a, that she shows up is. on the Superman show. Yeah. That would be nice. 
I still think, like, they said they're going to give it a good wrap-up. They're going to give it, you know, some really good time here. And 20 episodes is a nice arc, okay? I just hope they don't do anything crazy like killing off the character. Because, like you said, they could bring her back. They could make her, you know, like... uh, in uh, a lot of the comics, Brainiac comes. They see, hey, here's this bubble planet. Her they can make their own there. little twisted sense of injustice. They can just make her, her go over to that uh, planet. They put this because uh, Brainiac will capture cities, and then he'll destroy the planet. Last of the series, they defeat Brainiac, and they take this uh, city that's on Krypton, and they put it on another planet on a solar system that has a red sun. And that's like a new Krypton. They could do that with Supergirl to where she just goes and fucks off. But if Superman needs her for the plot, or if they want to bring her back as more of like a supporting character in that new show, then they could go that way. I still like my idea better. Or they could even put her in the Phantom Zone, like have her... Like yes! Yeah, There's a bunch of different things that they could do to so that we don't have to say goodbye necessarily to Supergirl, because I like Men, uh, Melissa Benoist as Supergirl. She's fantastic. She's such a buzz, uh, bubbly, positive woman that she is Supergirl. Like, yeah, I believe that, but I don't want to necessarily say goodbye. Which is why they should give her the injustice treatment and make her the villain for one season of Lois mm. and Clark. And then have that alternate timeline and be able to do another crossover. Or they could just they never mention her again. Like, when was it Brandon or Ralph Stark? Ned's no, Larry Stark. Oh, no, no, no. What was the Stark that just fucked off? It was, um... He just... They just stopped mentioning it. Ever again. I'm sorry, this sounds inconvenient. Well, that's because he was on the Night's Watch. It was the younger one of Brendan Stark. Yeah. He was traveling in the books, and then all of a sudden... They just stopped mentioning him altogether. Like, I don't know, he died, he was eaten by a bear, he might have been mauled by a mountain lion. At any point, he's not, but he could. Maybe in the books that Martin's gonna do, he's gonna bring him back, he's gonna bring him back like the Red Hood. He's just going to start murking Jon Snow. and (laughs) He's just going to start killing characters, man. That may happen. I'll tell you another thing that may happen. That's Harley Quinn Season 3 on HBO Max. Um, With the Season 2 wrapped up in a nice, neat little bow. Some thought that this may be the end for the Harley Quinn adventures. However, fans have cried out. DC has listened. With DC... uh, Everything DC is coming over to HBO Max because their streaming app is now being focused into the DC Universe Infinite, a comic reading only app. Wonder where they found that out. Uh, They probably saw it off Marvel. Because they do the exact same it's thing. It's an original idea. So they're going more Marvel esque. You're going to have your DC Universe app for the comics. You're going to have your HBO Max for the evidence. Yeah. So I like that decision. I don't like, you know, because I've been wanting to watch Swamp Thing and a bunch of the other really great shows that they have on that platform. I've already watched Titans and. You know, the second season and everything on that is great. It's getting third. And having everything go over to the HBO Max is great. Um, The Maxes. The Maxes. And, uh, you know, Harley Quinn is getting that season three. I've been watching through that. And Commissioner Gordon's a drunk. You know, you have... uh, He's very entertaining. The UPS driver from Drew Carey show. 
Oh, uh, oh God. Um, I know. He has a difficult name. That's why I depend on you to remember. He's Canadian. Yes, he's oh, Canadian. that thing called IMDb. He was in uh, Jane Son and Bob Strike Back. Anyway. He was the security guard on the Miramax plot. Are you talking about was the blonde one or the one with the brown hair? Brown hair. The tall, the tall one? Diedrich Bader? Yes! Diedrich Bader. Yes. Oh, yeah. He's Superman. Or no, he's Batman. I'm sorry. Wrong he's show. somebody. He's Batman <laughs> in the Harley Quinn We're series. And it's fantastic. He's a great Batman. And he's just, it's so real. I love the way they do that Bader series. in Office Space. I'm sorry. Yes. Has anybody ever told you you got a case of the Mondays? No, I'm pretty sure you get your ass kicked for seeing something like that. I love Mondays. And that's where I love Diedrich Bader. I didn't know his name. I still probably don't know how to say it. But he's an awesome motherfucker, and I love him as Batman. So, there's one to you, sir. But, the critically acclaimed animation show was created for DC Universe by Justin Harpnell, or Hap Halpern. There we go. Patrick Shoemaker, Dean Laurie, and features voice stylings of an inviolable cast, including Kelly Cuoco, Lake Bell, Alan Turduk, uh, Alan, uh, Tony Hale, Ron Frunches, and Alex, uh, Jason Alexander, and J.B. Smooth. J.B. Smooth. For them smooth big raises, or whatever he says on the radio. He's got that advertisement, and they cheap raises. You could be looking good like J.B. Smooth. No one, the, uh, no one really Be smooth, be big flex. Yes, big flex. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, JB Smooth. I was reaching, I was writing this down for the story, uh, for the show, and I was like, where do I know JB Smooth? He was awesome in Date that. Night with Steve Carell and Tina Fey. He was the taxi driver. Okay. Okay. JB Smooth. And he was reading the same book on his Kindle. Because he's King Shark. He's King Shark in the series, and he's a great King Shark. I was like, I love King Shark. He's awesome. But J.B. Smooth is King Shark. Because that's uh, great. Carell's character was like, really? Because they were reading the same the, reading the same book for the book club they were doing in that movie. He's yeah. like, it made me cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Jason Alexander is Doctor Psycho. And that, that's Quinn. a good fit. And that's perfect. Kaylee Cuoco, awesome Harlequin. Love her as Harley Quinn. And her and Ivy, they just have this perfect dynamic in the series, which, you know, bonds off of what was in the comics. It's just such a great series. I'm very happy to hear that it's getting a third season, which is, you know, new things are coming. Hmm. New things are coming. Well, something else is coming. Zack Snyder (sighs) is filming a new Justice League scenes in October. So, uh, the Hollywood Reporter reports that stars like Henry Campbell, Ben Affleck, Gil Gadot, Ray Fisher are all participating in the reshoots. With production lasting only a week, it's unlikely that the reshoots will dramatically alter the plot or structure of Snyder's version of the Justice League. Rather, it's more likely these shots will be used to flesh out existing scenes. Okay, stand here. Yeah. And, all right, we're done for the day. Add new lines to dialogue. Help Snyder transform this movie into a four-part limited series. So, a week worth of shots. If you have everything planned out right, this could really make it look a lot more smooth. It could really flow a lot better. So, I'm all on that. Uh, Also mentioned this week, uh, Ray Fisher. 
I'm not going to comment on everything that Ray Fish has been talking about. Aquaman's been behind him. Uh, Jason Momoa. There's been some shady shit happening that is being investigated. That's not really why we're here. Um, but I do Ray want Fisher's to see Ray Fisher continue as Cyborg. He was a good Cyborg. a hostile, free environment that he doesn't have to worry about anything. He just has to worry about portraying his character right. Plus, I don't think anybody should have to be in that uh, a, a hostile environment as a workplace. So that's all I'm really going to say about that. We're going to get really. I like Ray Fisher as Cyborg. I want him to continue on with this role, especially with Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill and Gal Gadot. They're all in on this, and Ray Fisher's behind them. I want them with Zack Snyder because that was the problem the first time. They weren't with Zack Snyder, and that's where the problems happen. But. That's where I want him. I want to make sure that we get this because this could be the best mulligan that nerds have ever gotten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So more you support know. to Ray Fisher because he's a Philly area native. So the other thing I will say, some people were saying that they have uh, commenting negatively on this, but Ray Fisher is only having about three scenes in the Flash solo movie. I feel like that's right. It's the Flash movie, not Flash and Cyborg movie. So it's not a buddy cop Justice League. Thing. Exactly. So that would be great. Give him a couple roles, but then give that motherfucker his own movie. You know what I mean? Brilliant. That's fine. So Justice League director's cut will be releasing twenty twenty one, but HBO Max is not done there. They have something you didn't see coming. You'll get the right story eventually. <laughs> there we go. HBO Max is getting a Suicide Squad spinoff with none other than John Cena uh, as Peacemaker. So the new Peacemaker series is was made strictly because James Gunn was not Kevin, Kevin Gunn, Gunn was bored. Um, I, I will say, check out John Cena's Instagram. It is a plethora of interesting pictures. None of them are personal. It's just what he likes to see. Yeah. Um, I, I, I really think that even from this one image of Peacemaker, on it, that's John Cena. You know. It's 100% John Cena. It's something that you really... It's a role that I can't wait to see him in the Suicide, Squ- uh, Suicide Squad sequel. <laughs> Suicide Squad sequel. Squ- 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 Suicide sequel. The first one, we're squeaking out of you. Yeah. Here we have <laughs> Matthew Brigerell speaking like speaking in ska. Matthew Scockrell. Yes. But the Peacemaker spinoff is the upcoming Suicide Suicide Squad sequel, directed by none other than James Gunn. The show will also focus on the origins of the titular character Peacemaker, played by John Cena. Eight episodes were ordered up by the HBO Maxes. 
releases with production slated to begin in early 2021. Not much else is known about the plot, but the WB says that the show is set in uh, in the same world as The Suicide Squad, which is to debut in theaters August 6, 2021. Gunn will be writing and directing multiple episodes of the show, including the pilot. And it'll join Titan, Swamp Thing, Stargirl, Harley Quinn, Young Justice, and more on the HBO Maxes. So, uh, I really like the fact that we will be getting more out of HBO Max. Because HBO Max, this is once again, like I just mentioned in passing earlier, James er, James Gunn was bored. So he made Peacemaker. Hey, what better way to have a pandemic show? Yeah. Um, but I really think that, you know, you get Peacemaker. This is a character that not a lot of people are familiar with. It's something that, uh, you know, you could really have a lot of longevity with, especially because John Cena is just such an electric, uh, electric person, you know, personality-wise. He doesn't actually shock you. But one person is shocking. Shocker? No, not Shocker. This it, He knows Shocker, though. Uh, that would be the next story. One Mr. Tom Holland, the webhead himself, is reportedly eyed to be playing none other than Link, not our mascot. kind of weird. Netflix's... Yeah, I know. Like, hey, Pop, where you going? Huh? We going outside yet? Huh? You got me a little pepperoni treat? Oh, there's a bacon strips. I love those, Dad. Oh, here, I got my bone. Tom Holland is my dog, Link. Sorry. Um, but he is set to play Link in Legend of Zelda. Uh, sources close to We Got This Covered said that the movie and TV show are both being discussed, and they, uh, they are uh, looking at Marvel's resident wall crawler, Tom Holland, to play the lead role of Link. Now, it's still unclear as to how they will approach the character, considering his entire uh, the, his lines in the entire culmination of all the games are. That's it. You got them good. In the games. Or if they will have a dialogue box above his head and oh, bandersnatch that shit. That'd be awesome. I want to see the bandersnatch version. Can we have a scene where... Can we all agree on that? I would really love that. You have Legend of Zelda, and you just got your TARDIS full of treats, and you got, you know, Tom Holland over there, like, ha! Ha! Cutting the grass, getting some rubles. Rubies, sorry, that's right. When you do this quest, ha! (laughs) But uh, we'll have to wait. I just want to see the chickens get angry at him. Oh, yeah, that's like the first scene. And he's just practicing the sword, and he hits a chicken. And then you hear, get the sword, and all the chickens just start pecking the shit out of him. And then Zelda's like, Link, you idiot. And he's like, ah! <laughs> but it's just Tom Holland. me, princess. I don't want Tom Holland to go all Pedro Pascal on this one, but I think it could be a good role for Tom Holland. You know, I I like him as Link and Nathan Drake and any other video game role you want to stuff him into. I love Tom Holland. He's a great actor. Okay, I'll just that's it. it there. Yeah. That's all. Well, we're just but with that. 
you know. 2021, we'll have to see, because it's the 35th anniversary of The Legend of Zelda, and Nintendo has big plans to celebrate, so we'll have to see if they add a little Triforce on top. Yeah! Sponsorships available now. And sponsorships. Yes. This is sponsorship by the Game and DVD Exchange. Hi, Mark. That sponsorship was a uh, sponsor sip was inspired by the Game of DVD exchange at 23 East State Street in Media PA. Go visit them and get all the great shit. They had dueling chainsaw controllers. Uh, if you, I, I saw you the picture. That. Yeah, I saw with the Resident Evil controller, the chainsaw. Yeah, no, so they got four. a lot of great nerdy shit up there. And one thing that is great nerdy is this next story because Microsoft has acquired Bethesda, uh, Bethesda's parent company, Xenomax Media. Microsoft shelled out a cool seven point five billion dollars to acquire mm-hmm. Xenomax Media. It's Xenobamax? Yeah, and Bethesda. And Bethesda. Yes, Maybe they'll that's get rid right. Of the end. They will get rid of the end with Microsoft in there. That's why I just called them Xenomax and Bethesda. Uh, Bethesda. I add an end because there's always Xenomax. It's Xenomax. So we don't say their name right until they produce a good game. Until you can produce a game without glitches. I'm yeah. sorry, I'm going to add letters. If your game glitches. You like. Yeah, if your game Bethesda? glitches, so am I. I'm going to glitch too, Bethesda. I saw a meme that says Microsoft acquired Bethesda so they can stop putting Skyrim on everything. (laughs) (laughs) Which may be true. $7.5 billion to acquire Bethesda and many studios like id Software, which grows from uh, internally 15 studios to 23 studios for Xbox. Xbox head Phil Spencer outlined that this deal includes the studio uh, the studios behind the franchises like Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Wolfenstein, Doom, Dishonored, Prey, and Quake, along with upcoming games like Starf- uh, Starfield. It also mentions that Bethesda was early to support the Game Pass with offerings like the Elder Scrolls, and that moving forward, Bethesda's library will be added to the service as the game uh, as games release. That will include launch day Game Pass releases for the future projects like Starfield. Game Pass is a key factor in this acquisition because. Whether you're PC or whether you're Microsoft, uh, you know Series X or Series S, this is so, a great I'm not buying thing for you. I'm not. I'm Bethesda not. and Microsoft had always had a good relationship with each other because the iteration of the Xbox 360 was the first Oblivion, like Elder Scrolls game Oblivion, yeah, on a console. So without that relationship. This would have never came to be, hundred percent. But also, a lot of people are th- are seeing the blatant, you know, um, relationship here of Bethesda finally being reunited with Obsidian, and they want to see a Fallout New Vegas too, Electric Bugaloo. Their mer- their words, not mine. The, I, I was trying to let it leave it dead, but they said, you know, Fallout New Vegas 2 Electric Boogaloo, man. I'm just a reporter. I just talk about it. Oh, shit. So, why the, cha- uh, why the change? 
because it allows us to make even better games going forward. Bethesda PR and marketing boss Pete Hines said, Microsoft is an incredible partner, and we gobble their dick. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> and offers access to resources just... that will make us a better publisher and developer. They make us better! So let's just we call feel spade spade special spade. inside! Let's just call spade a spade. So PS4 kicked, kicked Microsoft's ass yeah. in this console generation yeah, with nothing but exclusives. Yes. And without those exclusives, Microsoft probably would have been the better company. But yeah. story drives sales. So I still don't see Sony sweating this, though. They're not going to sweat it because they've built their studios so robustly yeah. that all the titles that they're bringing out, Horizon, they're bringing out that. They're bringing out like uh, any of the Naughty Dog studios are going to be yep. doing. So we don't know yep. what's coming up with them. And Sony's also moving more into PC. They're starting to release a lot more stuff into the PC realm. Which then gives credence to software is the key. So yep. the money, you know, to gain, to acquire, you know, the American dream of money is just release good content. Because at the end of the day, that's what you're buying a console or yeah. playing on PC for. 100%. Quality content like this podcast. PJANDWH.com. Absolutely. So, simply put, we, are, we believe that the change is an important part of getting better. We believe in pushing ourselves to be better, to innovate, and to grow. And also being reported that Bethesda will act semi-independently of Microsoft, which is a very good thing. They're not completely being enveloped by Microsoft. They're still being Xenobamax and Bethesda. Just say Xenomax. Xenobamax and Bethesda. And they are, you know, they're still going to be them. So you're still going to have your plants in the walls. And Microsoft's planet smart. They're letting their acquisition entity operate, operate like its own place. So... Which allows them to what? Make more money. Now, here's the impressive part. ZeniMax's studios include Bethesda Software, uh, Bethesda Game Studio, id Software, ZeniMax Online Studios, Arcane, Machine Games, Tango Games, Alpha Dog, and Roundhouse Studios. I didn't even know. They don't put out that much content to have that many studios. But their games are high quality, so they can have those studios. Well, now they have Mommy and Daddy to fund them. Microsoft, Mommy and Daddy are just going to shell out money for them. I'm going to raise him to be the best Republican ever. <laughs> 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 Sorry, that's all I hear now. It's in. It's, in. it's, it's a comedian. Out. I forget his name, but he had the best Meghan he's, McCain he's impression Rogan. ever. He's on Rogan, and he had this funny, satirical version we'll, we'll of Meghan McCain. We'll find it and link I mean, it in the, like in the combo. Put, it, there, put it in the group chat. Oh my god, that was funny. Um, it also comes up while watching Blacklist. Uh, 
Xbox <laughs> Series X and oh S. External hard drives might be more pricier than you think. Uh, Microsoft and Seagate reveal the price for Xbox Series X slash S's storage expansion card, which will cost about as much as the Series S console with a terabyte memory card available for pre-order at the Best Buys for $220. That's absurd. So, $220 for a terabyte memory card. See this? Smart Gamer. See this right here? Smart Gamer. Delete the game that you finish. And then you'll be able to play more. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What if I want to go back? Delete the other game you just started and reinstall. Let's say I want to take 10 years and beat the whole God of War series. (laughs) (laughs) While I do it. Well, you won't be playing that that on Microsoft. So (laughs) still not better than Final (laughs) Fantasy VI. But but just wait two years. Those, Those storage units will be cheaper. So, set to launch the same day as the consoles, November 10th, the Series X will have a one terabyte internal SSD storage already, but the Series S will only have a 512 gigabyte SSD. Here's the thing. You're spending $299 on an Xbox Series S. You're getting a 1440p. You're not getting the full 4K as the as the Series X, you, and then if so you keep going with that and you use that as your next gen console, you should have just bought a Series X with a terabyte hard drive and then spent the yes. extra two hundred and twenty dollars or slash a regular hard drive. You no, they're locking up the regular hard drives. That's why they're offering. It's these later things. on down. In, so yeah. I already know that, but but. As a consumer, you could just, I don't know, not buy it because that is the easiest way to tell a a company they fucked up. Oh, no, you just buy the PlayStation. But the Xbox consoles uh, utilize custom NVMe solid-state drives. It is not possible to replace them as it will be with the upcoming PlayStation 5. So, while both consoles will be uh, compatible with the USB 3.1 external hard drives, the consoles uh, will only run Xbox One, Xbox 360s, and original Xbox games compatible to that device. So, you can only have last-gen games on that external hard drive. Yeah. I'm not worried about that. But that's where they're corralling you into the new $220 expensive terabyte hard drive. Now, maybe they release... They'll be cheaper. Maybe they release a half a terabyte. All right? Maybe they release a 500 megabyte hard drive, and it's $100. Look, Microsoft, bottom line, don't be a dick. They okay, just just don't I'm be a dick. To give them different options of being a dick. Sorry, it's as a consumer, don't buy their it. shit. They'll make it cheaper and discontinue it, and then they'll and actually so, open it up through a software update. Here's the thing: the SSD uses both increased 
loading and texture streaming times within games, but also to take advantage of what Microsoft dubs as the velocity architecture, which allows for features such as compressing assets during game downloads to allow players to uh, players developers to minimize games file sizes while retaining detailed texture quality at 4K games. Microsoft also confirms that the earlier the earlier this month that the SSD expansion will be hot swipeable, incentivizing fans swap-able. to purchase multiple cards. Was it swappable? Swipeable. I like swipeable. Sounds like But I don't vulture. see an I on your tablet there. I mistyped it. Swipeable. Swipeable. He's hot swiping left. But I'll tell you one thing that's swipeable. That's this next story, which is Blizzard veterans launch a new company, Dreamhaven. Dreamhaven. Yeah, man. If you don't know Blizzard, wow! In Owen Wilson voice. Um, wow. World of Warcraft. Blizzard founders Mike Mornheim wow. also served as president and CEO, left the company last year, and today reunited with many of his Blizzard peers in a new gaming venture company called Dreamhaven. According to the announcement, Dreamhaven will create and publish original games for players around the world. To accomplish that goal, the company has established two development studios called Moonshot Games and Secret Door, which I desperately want in here. Big Brother will not let me install a secret door. I want a Batman-style secret door in here. House. We can make it functional. I'm just saying, secret door is what everybody wants. Even if it's just to get to the bathroom. you got to open Sherlock's head and push the button so, to so take a piss. you're having okay. the same argument with him that I'm having with Connor about installing a slide yeah. from his bed to the living room. I don't see a that problem with it. <laughs> Look, idea, by the way. finally, a man of vision. vision. I knew. I knew there was something I liked about that kid. I knew it. Like, he drew me schematics to actually He drew me schematics. This is like saying, hey, this is the window. and this He's is the trying to tell you, Dad. going to come through the bay window of the yes. living room. Yeah. And look, look, I said, Connor, you're going to slide right on so the couch? this plan only works if both windows are open. That would well, be funny it would have if, door, door, he said. if you had the choice to close the door when he's coming down, he's like, Wee! No, he said there's going to be an automatic door to open the windows and close them when he's So he already out. thought of that angle. He already That's did. I said, well, why do you want to do that, Connie? She's like, just why so wouldn't can, you? Just so I can go uh, here and say, give you a hug and say good morning. I'm like... I can't really argue with that. <laughs> so when that when are we when are we installing it? <laughs> yeah, we're going to be installing it. At its finest. Yeah, when are we installing it? We'll I'll totally we'll, we'll make it work. New house. That's when I'm. No, we'll we'll make it work. I want Connor to have this slide that he has always dreamed of <laughs> because he's going to be Something the second person to use it. I'm going to be the first one. <laughs> Hear me out. I got to make sure it's safe for him, all right? Right. Look, I'm not being selfish. I'm just trying to, you know. Yeah, but he actually specified the weight limit for 75 pounds. We can (laughs) up it. No, we can up it. I think, no. And that, he's being a little bit 
a little bit small minded. I think he needs to open his horizons. <laughs> <laughs> One person who aren't opening their horizons is the next story, which is You mean Spider-Man. they're not small minded in this <laughs> adventure? Oh no, they are small minded. Spider Man PlayStation Four players can't upgrade to the PlayStation Five for freeze. Yeah, I wasn't worried about that. I was going to buy it anyway. Prospective PlayStation 5 owners will have to repurchase the Marvel Spider-Man game in a bundle with Spider-Man Miles Morales for the new console if they uh, already yeah, owned it Miles on the PS4. Morales. It's like, okay, no, it's not a big deal. It's a launch title. Now, the Spider-Man remastered, the improved version for the PlayStation 5 will not have any sort of upgrade path for the PS4 version. A Sony representative confirmed to Polygon over email. He didn't even call them. Um, but it oh, was also not to have transferable save files. So... Uh, Whatever you had was there, and it's not coming on here. Yeah, but you know, for continuity purposes, you can play through the game and then just jump right into Miles Morales. Now, Figures players who purchase Mile, uh, Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales on PlayStation Four can upgrade to at no cost to the PlayStation Five version for Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, and can take advantage of the paid upgrade to download the remastered Spider-Man. Okay. So you'll get the remastered Spider-Man at a discounted rate if you buy Miles Morales Spider-Man on PlayStation 4 and then eventually buy a PlayStation 5 and just port it over. I wholeheartedly hope they put Spider-Cop in the uh, in the game. At least as a skin. Yes. Well, they initially had they that. Spider-Pig. And Spider-Monkey. And right. Spider Monkey, Spider uh, Spider Assassin would be cool. Uh, he's pretty badass. No and Spectacular Spider Man, which is Otto Octavius in Peter Parker's brain. He's pretty badass. <laughs> but Spider Man, Miles Morales, swings into your console November 12th. And uh, last story I have here is always an uplifter. God of War fans have decoded Ragnarok's, uh, Ragnarok's recent trailer. Boy. Boy. Only uh, one fan took to Reddit to share their quote-unquote obvious discovery that the runes spell out Ragnarok. Wow, that's a real discovery there. Thank you. But, but man, oh! My if you played the games, you would have assumed that anyway. <laughs> I can feel the change coming over me. Oh, yes. And uh, the responding thread was filled with exciting conjecture based off of uh, the screen grab. Given the relation of Ragnarok's history with the previous God of War narrative, fans began to wonder if the lore supports that Kratos himself caused the events of Ragnarok. I, for one, would be very surprised if Kratos caused Ragnarok. I mean, it's not like he killed all the gods of Olympus. Oh, no, wait. He did do that, didn't he? Um, spoiler alert. Atreus's name by his mother was Loki. Hmm. Just so you know. Pinky up. He hung out with this guy named Barnaby and Chris Rock. When in doubt, pinky up. This pinky up sponsored by Caitlin Carezzi and the Carezzi Real Estate. That's Congrats that. on the baby, soon to soon to be coming. Yeah, that was that uh, advertisement sip. 
I think we got a thing there. I think we got a thing there. An advertisement sip. Whenever you just randomly, you just take a sip, like, mm, go to Wawa, motherfucker. I'm gonna walk on motherfucker. Whatever you want. What do you want from me? Um, I'm the perfect person for advertisement. So Kratos himself may have caused Ragnarok. Redditors also commented on the thread saying that they think this means Freya will have a, mo- a lot more prominent role in the upcoming game, which is slated for 2021 release. Uh, tw- excuse me, 2021 release. Old man. With that, do you think Freya having a bigger play in the game for the second go? The game was amazing. The characters each had their own little nuances as far as Freya is concerned. You you had this love-hate relationship with her, so I can see her have a more prominent role in this game. But um, with her son being bolder, the stranger in the first fight, Oh, I thought he was just very bold. Like her son's very bolder. Like, oh wow, not yeah, the how rock. aggressive is that motherfucker? Like, what? Oh, his name is Boulder. Okay. Boulder. Yes. Is he made of rock? No. Or is he soft shit? You really try so hard. I do. That's <laughs> why this is the bench the, every time. So the, what? If you that's why this is the try force. <laughs> this is a force of trying. All right, this is just a constant force of trying, just around and around like a madhouse we go. Where we stop, we don't know. He keeps trying to grab that brass ring, but he's more like getting caught from a ghost in Pac-Man. I prefer Ghostbusters, but honestly, um, as far uh, as phrase concerned, yes. Um, if she has a larger role in this series. You know, it um, it can only add to the story, but I mean, we're only seeing the teaser. Well, because she's always the. Uh, but how know. they how they incepted her into the original game is is like she's the the mother of Boulder, but she's she got uh, exiled to this one to the realm, and then like she couldn't visit there because of she had this spell cast on her and all that other shit, and just you know she was just. She missed her son, so... So, uh, Norse stuff. Yeah, it's all Norse. Norse stuff. It's all Norse from here. Which might be the title of the podcast. <coughs> I like the Wawa title better. <laughs> um, but this brings us to our end segment, which will make Katarina very uncomfortable. But no, it's a great concept. Who's seen Tropic Thunder? Oh, it is. No. It is. It, it's a once recast. again the second telling of nerd casting, folks. This is unusually uncomfortable Justice League casting. These yes. casting the decisions are made just the to make you uncomfortable. These are the rejects. These are the replacements. You know, full-on Keanu Reeves-style replacements. These are not your first pick. That was good, though. It was good. Which this could be as this well, Miss Negative well. Nancy. No, you gotta no, believe. No. Because <laughs> we start. We're this to someone to make. You can hear the, uh, you know, the presence that is That's Big Brother 
very um, very adamant about this end segment because it derived from his joke, which was Tom Cruise as Wonder Woman, and it evolved. And I said, "Hey, what's a you know what's a good end segment for today?" And he says, "What sci-fi or science fiction device would you want if Tom Cruise was Wonder Woman?" And I was like. Damn it, that's good. <laughs> Fuck. And Kat just said, Steven. <laughs> but she is like Wonder Woman in the Justice League because she's filled with boys around her. And we're just like, all right, Chris ultimately topped that to where he was just like, well, if Tom Cruise is Wonder Woman, I said Tom Cruise would be Wonder Woman, you know, Tropic Thunder style to where she would he would try to look like Linda Carter with makeup and but shit. very badly. Yeah, like yeah. on purpose. To be badly. And he would play Linda yeah. Carter's Wonder Woman very badly. And, and then Chris topped me by saying Caitlyn Jenner as Superman. And then I <laughs> topped that by long-haired Superman. Mm-hmm. So we have a long-haired yeah. Caitlyn Jenner Superman. That's we not have how Tom I thought Cruise Diana. as our Wonder Woman. Now... I, I, and she doesn't even try and change her voice. Won't, Cat won't get rid of the nails. No, nope, I'm gonna that. I'm gonna give you my favorite character to completely take wherever you want. Okay, <laughs> which is Batman. All right, you cast him however you want because I'm thinking for Flash, I want Val Kilmer. Yeah, fat, fat yeah. Val Kilmer now. I like as the Flash. I always like Val Kilmer. I I wanted Jack Black as the Flash, but that's no, 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 no. no. Val Kilmer because he was Batman and he's totally, he was totally totally trying to be badass in that film, and now he's just a fat, overweight Flash. Iris left him. He's that could be hilarious. The mirror master doesn't even fuck with him. He just kind of sends him messages in the mirror like loser. You know, you're springing this on me. I know who I want, but I don't. I need to get his picture so that you know who I'm talking about. Just put it in the chat. Uh, but Aquaman is another one. I kind of think that Aquaman. That's a bit. You had an idea for a cyborg, though. Yes, it would be. <coughs> it would be Sam Jackson from Pulp Fiction, half Jerry Curl, cyborg. I got a better one. And it developed during this podcast. I want Ray Fisher. Okay, I want Leslie Jordan as um, Batman. Leslie Jordan. He'll look that up, but no, my idea for Ray Fisher. Can you look him up, Leslie Jordan? Yeah, yeah, he's he's on that. But Ray Fisher is Cyborg. It's him. He he played Cyborg in a movie. All of a sudden, he becomes Cyborg, and it's Ray Fisher, like just speaking out against the harsh work environments and everything, and all that. <laughs> but he was turned. Oh, I into like it. That's a great choice. Oh <laughs> my god, that is our Batman, isn't it? That that is. That's it. That's, that's our Batman. Batman. That's better than I was gonna say Rob Schneider, but that's can, better. Yeah. We can have Rob Schneider no, as Robin. Wolverine. Yeah. No, what no, was Rob Schneider is Wolverine. Yeah, but this is DC. Oh no, it was Rob Schneider as Batman and um, John Leguizamo as Jen- Batman. Yes, the guy who played Mario. 
as Robin. Yes. Captain Lou Albano. Captain Lou Albano as Robin. And John Leguizamo as Batman. Yeah. That. John Leguizamo as Batman. I love that. So who's Aquaman? Aquaman. Who would Aquaman be, Cat? I'm sorry? Aquaman. Who would Aquaman be? Martian Manhunter? I already have an idea. Elon Musk. Uh, That's not that far off. (laughs) (laughs) It's not that far off. The reject version. Should be very thin. Patton Oswalt. Patrick (laughs) from Spongebob. No, um... uh, I like Patton Oswalt as Aquaman. Bill Fagerbaker? Because that's the voice Ooh, of Patton that's Oswald the voice of Patrick. Patrick. <laughs> there you go. The actor from the eighties. Can't remember his name. Uh, William Garber. No, something. Give me Liam Neeson as Aquaman. <laughs> oh my God! Do we really need to give him the chance? He's that could be, be like taken very, very racist. A very alcoholic. A racist Aquaman. Aqu- Aquaman? Is that what we need? Why don't we just have Rip Torn? Oh my god, no. Rip Torn would be a perfect Aquaman. But he's dead. Uh, Isn't he no longer with us as well? He's no longer with us. That's fine. Rip Torn, as decayed as he is now, as Aquaman. Yeah! Yeah, Tommy Lee Lee Jones Jones is Aquaman. Oh, you fucking top me again. Yeah, I like that. We got a great I would want... That's why she's wonderful. That's exactly why she's wonderful. What about Al Pacino? No, Al Pacino is uh, Martian Manhunter. I want him as Martian Manhunter. <laughs> Hoo-ah, I came to save you. You <laughs> don't understand. My people. I'm the last of my people. I really want to. Manhunter, why are you grunting? I don't know. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Did we accept Leslie Jordan as Batman? Yes. I like him, but who's his Robin? Well, Robin wasn't necessarily part of the Justice League. Robin was with the babysitter Alfred while he went out and did Justice League stuff. But Steve from Borderlands. Nicholas Cage is Robin. I love that. Yeah. I we got friends. So now you have Batman Batman and Robin. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But we also. That's what I was thinking. I was actually thinking uh, we got to pick. We got to cast Green Green uh, Green Lantern. Green Lantern and yeah. Green Arrow. Yeah. Uh, Green Lantern. Because next week, gang, is going to be our Legion of Doom. But this week Well, since it was a reject League. anyway, couldn't we just cast Ryan Reynolds <laughs> for Green Lantern? Honestly, I'll allow that. Because you need the comic relief on that one. It was such a bad movie that I will allow uh, that no, as, a, as a reject. Just a reject Green Justice Lantern League. Coco. Joey Diaz. Oh, my God. <laughs> Great. He would yeah. Green Arrow. Coco. Just put him as Green Arrow. I n- no. Joey Diaz. Joey Diaz as Green Arrow would be fantastic. He's sitting there in jerseys, like take this cocksucker, and it's a big punching <laughs> bat. Yeah, it's a fucking so boxing many. mitt, like arrow, and he's like, boom, and you're I like, I think there's ah. so many more things he could do with the Green Lantern. Character. I no, <laughs> I like him as, play as Green Lantern. Andrew Dice Clay's Green Paul Lantern Rubin. would be good, but oh, I love yeah, I, I love Joey Diaz yeah, yeah. as 
Green Arrow because he's that shifty dude said, that just finds out stuff. Yeah, I like that. She said Paul Rubens is Green Lantern, so oh, she wins. Yeah, Why does Cat always have to have the best ideas? I don't know. But Paul Rubin, yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Today's magic word is smash! <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, Why are you talking to a box? You just said the magic word! <laughs> but why are you talking to a box? <laughs> Mecha like a man! motherfuckers! Oh my god! So... Oh, look who it is! Alfred, I'll be coming in a little bit late. Just uh, make sure you tuck in uh, Robin for bed. <laughs> Wrong character. Uh, <laughs> Master Bruce, he is 23 years old. We don't need to tuck him into bed. Are you sure he might like a little comfort? No, Master Bruce, I think it's fine. I had the wrong character. But I you had there. the wrong I really like. You don't even know what he sounds like. I like Caitlyn Jenner as Batman too. <laughs> Both parts. No, oh, Alfred as Batman and Superman. Every you should still have Jeremy Irons as Alfred just to see his face. Yeah, yeah, that you need. Yeah, that's got to be. No, you have Jeremy Irons as Ozzy Mandis just sitting there naked in the middle of the Batcave. Like, why the fuck are you here? Oh, oh look who it is! Watchmen right. reference there. Let me go off. Oh look, it's Ozymandias, and uh, he doesn't have any pants. <laughs> I don't know. We're trying to make talk it about a spitting bullet. <laughs> <laughs> so we have our justice not league, um, and. All right, Next no. week, we'll the be doing ours. If you're interested in producing this yeah. masterful film, yeah. we can write it. We'll oh my god, it. it'd be we'll fantastic. Warner Brothers. Cause. Cause. We got this. Oh, look who it is. I'm sure they'll call, but I don't think it'll be for the reasons that you're hoping. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Bush, it's Clark. Are you still coming over for Netflix now? <laughs> <laughs> you know. Come on. Um... We'll call like that Netflix really like, like show. I like. <laughs> we could just have Batman vs Superman, Caitlyn Jenner edition, and it would be like, listen here, Batman. <laughs> I don't like how you're treating me. I don't like how you're treating our citizens. And then, ah, just scratching each other's eyes out. Um, a little bit less, you know, endearing. A little bit less, you know. I would love to see the scene. Who's going to be playing Lex Luthor at that point? Well, then you would have Kim Kardashian ever decide as Rama, uh, Raman, uh, Raman, Robin, 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 and uh, yeah. But I think we have our Justice League. We're going with the Legion of Doom next week. Why are you here, Kim? And we end off this podcast the same way with thank yous. Thank you to Paula Price and Rachel King for liking last week's Tribe Force podcast. Nick Roberts. Nace Windu Windows, motherfucker. Uh, he was from... A uh, spam call. Was yes, spam he was a spam call. call. I got a call from a Nick... The hey, Nick Roberts. If you're from Healthcare Associates. 
Because he was a healthcare associate. Well, that's a good place to if work. If you mention we so really like to sue people, they hang right up. They're so like, when I what? asked him, I says, "You're from a healthcare associates. You're you're from a job title." <laughs> yes. So uh, you're a healthcare associate from healthcare associates. Quite interesting. That <laughs> <laughs> I'm. A then I told him I wanted to sue doctors. the American people twice, and he yeah. preferably hung up. Yes. So while Chris had fun with him, we also thank Francesca for liking last week's Francesca, that's a nice name. Lugnuts Podcast, Lando Ferrari, Swan Mega Yacht. And uh, you know what? It's uh, just been a great podcast. Let us know who you think should be in our completely unusual and uncomfortable Justice League below. Make sure you hit that like button. And, uh,. You know, we gather here every single week to talk about the latest and greatest in nerdy news and geek culture. I am one Matthew Beaker, the Matman. To my left is Christopher Prisso, the old man in the Perjanger box is Katarina Thermoscara, wonderful woman, and the omnipotent presence that is always in the room is our producer, Big Brother Stephen Bucarell. And Thank uh, you, as Kelly, always, for calling no. in. we love you. We miss you. We want you to. Uh, we want to see you next week. We thank Kelly Collins, our Iron Kelly, for calling in. Yep, and showing up for the part. Uh, actually, the part in the show that was actually meant for him. That was meant for him, and the part that I needed him most. So that is to say that our Iron Kelly will be. There, when you need him, exactly like we will next week. Arc reactor aside, at 7 p.m. ish Eastern Standard Time. We love you. We miss you. Want to see you next week? As always, this is Long Drawn Out. Goodbye and game on, boys and girls. Bye, wall jangers. Meanwhile, the snackables are scarred for life. Good luck eating snackables now. Wouldn't they be gushers? I'm sorry. Can we get that on a t-shirt, please, Kelly? Shiggles. <laughs> just for shiggles. I will kill every single speck of COVID. Just let me watch the goddamn Black Widow movie. He's as all-American <laughs> as UFOs and an apple pie. Yeah, he's, he's UFOs already. Play on my tangers. That was a good segue. Our Island Kelly. <clears throat> That's the costume right there, the hat. Oh my. Oh. Yeah. It's the yeah. adorable fox. So, uh, <laughs> if you want to get us ready, I, uh, I will say this. I actually, I subscribe now to Comixology. I have a Comixology. I love it. And I've just been reading the crap out of comics. Well, what I also love about Comixology is that it's made it much easier for me to um, catalog what I have. Yeah. Yeah. And see what's missing. Because, you know, mm-hmm. like, I'll go and I'm looking for a specific issue. Like, right right now, I was looking for the Conan Wonder Woman run. It's only six issues. Yeah. But I always forget. Like, I know. It's like one of those things where you know it and then somebody asks you and then it just runs out your mind. And I couldn't remember which issues I had. Then I went over to my Comixology because I have all of the ones that I have in there. And it told me, oh, you're missing number four. So I found number four and I completed my little six. Because me, you know me. I love compendiums. And they just have a bunch of compendiums on there. And it's just 
so addicting. And I'm reading <laughs> Spider Verse now. I just got done reading a bunch of Justice League compendiums. I've been reading, you know, X Men and all that. I got another one right here, X Men: The Phoenix Saga. You see right there, which mm. there is an amazing. Um, Documentary on Netflix or Amazon, rather, for uh, Chris Claymont, who pretty much made the X Men popular. And this is why this is perfect for an end segment. Not yet. Chris Claymont pretty much made, he did the Dark Phoenix Saga, X Men, um, the Days of Future Past. Okay. He did a whole bunch of X Men sagas that really just made the X Men comic franchise what it is. And he just got completely fucked over by Marvel, like a bunch of people like Oh, Jack you mean Kirby. like they fucked over Stan Lee and Jack Kirby and everyone yeah. else before that? <laughs> you mean Essentially. like that? I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Always good. We're gonna end it. End it off. Batman, where did you put the gray poop on? I thought that's where you had this in here. Isn't that the epitome of clash and elegance? <laughs> Alfred, where are you going? Al <laughs> Clark, why don't you just stop? <laughs> Honey, what are you talking about? I'm just trying to say where the great Bourbon. He's rich, right? We're just reporters. <laughs> I really, really like Caitlin Jones. <laughs> As Batman? As Superman uh, and as Batman. Superman and Batman. Oh, okay. Listen here, Clark. I'm never going to be able to tell who I don't like you just Batman. walking into my cave whenever you just want to, okay? I need my own privacy. <laughs> <laughs> Listen here, Bruce. I don't care about your privacy. I have x-ray vision, bud. What are you going to do against x-ray vision and my laser eyes? <laughs> Uh, actually, Clark, I got some kryptonite right here, fuckface. <laughs> I imagine it getting heated, and they're just like, Oh, you can't slap me, bitch! Oh. <laughs> and then just... And that's end scene, Finn. That's so all I want. So, so that's we need all to, I want. A you Batman need to edit then Caitlyn, you know, slap fight. You need to edit that. Just you in front of the green screen <laughs> with no audio, like right now. And then, and then we'll just, you know, like either any one of us will provide the audio of like what you were talking about, and just be like, "Oh no, look at you!" And like, and I'll just turn from one side to the other. I'll yeah, keep yeah. the hat on, and I'll just be in the hat, and I'll just do it by Caitlyn Jenner impression as Bruce, and this one is Clark, and it's just the Batman. You're gonna have like a painted on, on, like painted on the left side with the ears, and then the, on the right you just have the. I'll hair. have the ears painted on one side, and then I'll just have the swirl, <laughs> the hair swirl on the other side, so you know who you're talking to. Like, oh, this is Superman. Oh, but I'm Clark. You can see I have the pointy ears. <laughs> you know? Bruce, I mean, you're so much. You know, materialistic. I, you know, I don't see why Shalina and, you know, Talia all go love you. Well, I still got two kids, bitch. What's your excuse? Yeah, I mean, I see a little competition there. A little competition. I really think that would do a lot for the nerdy community, having Caitlyn Jenner as Batman and Superman. You know what That's I my think? point. I think it's time to go outside. Outside time! It's 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 time
super crazy outside super the time crazy. bang. We gotta go! Super crazy! Super crazy! I trained him to do that. Yeah. <laughs>